Welcome to Let's Get to Work, a podcast with stories of hope and inspiration for people experiencing blindness and vision loss, as well as those wanting to support us. Brought to you by the Employment Committee of the American Council of the Blind, a place where we talk about all things employment, finding jobs, holding jobs, building careers, and challenging stigmas. Each month will consist of two visually impaired people who have chosen to travel down unique career paths. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get to work. Welcome to the Employment Committee's podcast, Let's Get to Work. My name is Peter Altschul. I am the co-chair of the committee. And this month, we're here to interview Katie Todd of the Seattle Lighthouse. Welcome, Katie. Hi, thank you. I'm Katie and I'm here. <laughs> well, I'm delighted. So Yay. Katie, talk about what prompted you to, to take the job at the Seattle Lighthouse and what, what you were doing before that job. Oh, well, I used to live in Colorado. and I had a job at a radio reading service. I don't know if you're aware of what that is. I am very aware of what it is. Yeah, so I used to work for Audio Information Network of Colorado. I did their scheduling and their kind of their a lot of their behind the scenes stuff. And it was cool. I did it for about a year and then I was done with that. So kind of was looking around for other jobs there and there weren't really any. So uh decided to move here to Seattle where the lighthouse is. So why why did you move to Seattle and why not I don't know uh, Portland Oregon? Um, the lighthouse was something I'd heard of for a few years, okay. uh, Seattle Lighthouse for the Blind Incorporated or whatever they call it now, and uh, yeah, so it seemed like a really cool opportunity, so we decided to try. When did you start working for the Seattle Lighthouse? Back in February of two thousand nineteen. Okay. And what were you doing at that at that time? What was your role there? I started out in production. So production meaning manual like so one of the major things that we do at the lighthouse is is working on airplane parts and right. a, one of the places that people start working is a production area called deburr, which is where you scrape all the roughness off metal with sponges, files, and other such tools. And so that's where I started. And then talk about your career path from starting from there. So from production, I was pulled up to Braille production, uh, where I still currently am. And I was doing production at the same time. There was a few different areas in production that I worked at the lighthouse doing, working with felt, canteens, and the Braille production at the same time. So what do you, so tell me what your job involves now. What what do you what do you do now? Currently what I do is I'm the community engagement manager here at the Lighthouse for the Blind Incorporated and I handle the tours. So when people want to come in and see what we do, I schedule it and then I lead people around. So how did you move from production to community uh uh you know the community program director? Oh, that's a whole thing. So um, I was working Braille production, and from there, I moved over to employment advocacy. I worked with our support employee uh, section, helping employees get what they need and things. And I did that part-time along with production and Braille production. From there, uh, I guess they liked what they saw, so they a few different people in the place suggested that I apply for the community engagement manager job. So I did, and 
I got it and I've been in it for a little over a year. So you, you, so one of the things you do at that job is the tour, right? The, the, yes. the tour. Do you do other stuff as well? Tours are the major thing. Okay. Uh, I also speak on podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like this and, one? Yeah, like this one. <laughs> and working on doing different speaking engagements in different areas. Uh, but for now, it's just podcasts and, and tours. Okay. So what do you like about the Seattle Lighthouse? How, what, what, what got you interested in the first place? And you've been there for four years. Uh, what do you like about the place? I like that it's very comfortable for me as a blind person to work there. They have a lot of accessibility built into the job. So when you go there and you're walking around, they have a thing called wayfinding. So there's lines on the floor to make it easy to keep track of where you are. Uh, everybody is, they travel you know, on the right side, which, you know, if you're in like, it's etiquette to do that anywhere, but it's Mm -hmm. really pushed where we are, which is Mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. I also like that it's nice to be in a place where everybody kind of understands how it is in the blind community, but is also working to keep things as real as possible. Yeah. So one of our core values is upward mobility. And I am a prime example of that. And a lot of people are. It's cool. We do cross training. We make sure that people, you know, have the opportunity to to move around if they want to. We recently hired a lady who does career development. So that helps within the community. And then they also help people move out into the outer community if they want to. So. Tell me about if I were uh, wanted to work, get a job at the Seattle Lighthouse, what jobs are currently available and how does the application process work? So there are 19 jobs currently up on the lhblind.org website. And what a person would do is go there. Um, If you're not sure about what exactly you want to do, you can talk to the talent acquisitions team. Uh, Nicole Head is the lead on that. But if you do know, then you would click on whatever job you would like to apply for. And there's an online application process. And uh, what happens there is you click on that, you apply, and then someone from Talent Acquisitions will get back to you and go from there. So um, I didn't check this before the program. What what kind of jobs are available? Do you have any idea? What are, you know, give me a sense of what's available right now. Oh, yeah. So a lot of our jobs up there currently have to do with our base supply centers our stores. Um, there's also an O&M teacher. We're looking for that. And we're also looking for a low vision because we have a low vision clinic. We're looking for a sales associate. So if you have retail experience, looking for that. And then there's delivery drivers or like, I think that's what they call them. And uh, I think there's a space store manager position up there. So if if I, I currently live in Missouri, if I want to apply for uh, one of your jobs, uh, is there relocation assistance available? Yes, there is. Okay, and how would that work? Uh, you th- th- do you pay for everything, all moving expenses? Uh, we pay up to, from what I understand, we pay up to two thousand five hundred dollars of the moving costs. Okay, okay. 
So let, let's talk. So I apply for a job and I, I, I presume the app, I, you know, I'm making an assumption, but I assume it's a good one that the application is ex- totally accessible, unlike yes. many applications. Um, and so when the application is submitted, what happens next? When the application is submitted, uh, you kind of wait a little bit to hear back from a talent acquisitions person. When that happens, then they talk to you, they assess kind of where you are, what you want to do, and all that stuff. And then you get a first interview. And do the talent acquisition contact everybody who applies? Uh, Yes. Okay. Because that's unusual, right? Most organizations, they only want to talk to the folks they think are most qualified for for a given position. I think, let me correct myself on that. I think they get back to everyone at least once. If they okay. decide that someone might not work, they'll tell you. They say, thank you very much, but we'll, uh, you know. Yeah, they send yeah. out a, a little email or, yeah. or letter deal that says, thank you for applying, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, all that. Okay, but but you do get a sort of a pre-pre-screening, right? Yeah. But, you know, yes. okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, so how does the interview process work? So I guess it uh, depends on the job. When I applied for production, they, so this is me coming from Colorado, sure. relocating to Seattle. So they call you after you've applied and they talk to you and they assess what all your, you know, uh, skills are. And then once you've been interviewed, you get to wait a little bit and then they call you back and they say yay or nay. If they say yes, then you talk to whoever you need to talk to to get a place where you're going and they set a start date for you. Okay. And as as part of that negotiation, you live in Colorado. They, they, they subsidize your moving expenses. Yes. So they, yeah, they help with it. Okay. Uh, After, unfortunately. So you have to do it all and then you get reimbursed. You get reimbursed for it. What? Some of it, I understand. Sorry, up to twenty five hundred dollars is what I heard you say. Yes. Okay. So, um, do they help um, with things like finding you a place to live? Uh, the reason I ask is I know Seattle is quite pricey these days in the way of housing. Do they help you with that? And do they help you with things like mobility as well? How does that well, work? So the they do help with mobility. Unfortunately, I don't know if we have a, a housing representative person anymore. Right okay. Now. Okay. But they do help when they can. They do help with the move. They do help with mobility. And then um, when you start on the job, one of the issues, of course, is the issue of accommodations, right? The technology. How does that work? We have an accommodation specialist. So when you're hired, uh, you talk to her and she will assess what your needs are. You, sh- uh, I think what they do is they give you like a packet mm-hmm. and you let them know if you need Braille or technology or what technology you need. Um, and then your first day, theoretically, you come in and you get all of the stuff that you need over the, that first week. So your first job was in manufacturing, right? You were, you were, you were sanding off, uh, if I understand it, you know, air, air, uh, airplane parts, correct? correct? Um, so were there accommodations needed for that job? And if so, how did that work? Uh, no, there were no accommodations for me personally, um, Okay. They just give you the tools that you need, like the file and the sponges and all that. And those they give you over time. And then you, you learn how to do it over time. And then as you moved along. So what so what technology in your current job, the community uh, job that you have now, um, 
what tech, what accommodations, what, what stuff do you use? What technology do you use? Uh, I use a laptop, a Braille display, um, headset, trying to think, speakers, JAWS, of course. And does that job involve um, internet research? Uh, you obviously talk to people on the phone. What uh, what what is that job actually? I mean, I know you said tours, but do you have to do like do you do research to reach out to potential uh, customers? Yes. As it works, yes, I do. So I we're starting up school tours again, and one of the biggest things that I had to do is find all of the schools that we have. We had like a basic list, but we had not ran the tour program for. A few years so i kind of had to go back and revamp everything and research what schools were still available i would imagine you didn't do many tours during covid right at least for 2020 and 2021 right no we didn't have any i recently last year when i started this job i revamped the entire tour program that must have been a challenge it was but it was really fun yeah i'm sure yeah that's always good to have a challenge so when what do you look for? Uh, what do you as the lighthouse, not you personally, but when folks are interviewing, what 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 skill sets are they looking for? What sort of character traits? What what are they looking for? In any specific job or yeah, just in other words, when, when, when you do the interview, right? They call you and ask you a bunch of questions. What I'm trying to get a sense of is what they obviously want to make sure that you have the skills to do a given job, but how do they, for example, assess the fit to their culture? Well, we have a lot of different, well, this is Seattle, so there's a lot of different cultures. So honestly, it's hard to to say, but as long as you're, I can't even say articulate because there's, there's a lot of different languages even. Mm-hmm. English, uh, I think we have 18 different languages at our lighthouse. And so it's, it honestly depends on the job and then it depends on some people are part-time, some people are full-time. It's very flexible and that's, what's good about the place. Like the, we have three shifts, so you can pick your preferred shift, but it's not necessarily going to happen, but you can at least write down your preference. But in your situation, you obviously don't want to shift between 10 at night and six in the morning, right? I don't think tours would take place during that time, right? No, my there are certain jobs that are stuck on day shift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I would think so. Yours is one of them, I would imagine. Yeah, although when I was in production, I worked swing shift and I loved it. <laughs> like, so, swing what, shift is great. What, what were those hours? Uh, 2.30 to 10.30. The, the main swing shift is 3.30 to 11.30, but the reason I mentioned is they're flexible on sometimes if you have transportation mm-hmm. needs, they will kind of flex it a little bit which is really positive so i'm gonna uh there is a whole conversation going on in the in the sort of disability employment about disabled folks not having not having certain skills and making them harder to to get hired you know i don't want to list them all i'm sure you know what some of them are um what how should a person looking for their first job prepare what skills should they be should they be gain, uh, aiming aiming towards getting as they begin to search for a job what things are really important i would say 
some good social skills are important. Make sure you can have good, as close to good eye contact as you can have when you're doing an interview. If it's an in-person interview, if it's a phone interview, be as articulate as you can. And just be flexible in terms of things might not go exactly how you want them in the beginning, but realize that, you know, it might take a little bit, but try mm -hmm. to just be flexible. Um, other skills, be willing to learn all that you can. Take what you can from wherever you end up. Honestly, how, how do you assess that? In other words, okay, I, I get that it's important for you guys to, uh, that we as potential employees need to be, need to be willing and able to learn new stuff, mm -hmm. right? How do, how do you guys assess uh, the ability of, of potential hires to do that? That's not something that can be assessed in the beginning, to be honest. You okay. can say it all day, but mm -hmm. if you you're hired and you don't show it, you're going to be stuck in one position. Mm -hmm. So you, you can get there and you can work in production for 20 years and that's fine. Right. But you might want to go somewhere else and you have to show that you're willing to do what you, you know. So um, what, what is your experience with folks with, uh, and I know you don't interview people per se, but what is your sense about, uh, employees, uh, technology skills. Are they, are they capable? Do they need to, do they need to do a better job? Uh, what is your sense of, if you have any about te technology? Technology at our place or in general? Well, no, in, in general, in other words, you know, it, uh, if I'm going to get a job, I probably need to learn how to use some technology system, whether it be JAWS or Braille display and, or, you know, uh, email programs and so on and so forth. What is your sense of, uh, blind people's ability to do those things it, it, as, you know, as they're being hired. Do you have any sense of the, of the capabilities of your staff at, at the lighthouse? Um, we have mm -hmm. a wide range of people. So there are some that come in knowing a lot. There are some that come in knowing a little, uh, we of course have a lot of older people that aren't as technology reliant mm -hmm. and they know the basics and that works for them so it's it's honestly person-based it's hard to have a general sense sure sure what makes the lighthouse um different from other places of employment that blind people might work you know say your other lighthouses in the area or voc rehab or other places you know comparable organizations what makes you unique a lot of our contracts uh, we work under something called the Ability One program. So a lot of our contracts that we have have to have 75% of blind people or deafblind on them. So chances are you might not get hired for what you want in the beginning, but you probably will get hired for a production position where they need more blind people. And other, uh, you, you mentioned some of the other 
things that you liked about the organization? Uh, you know, what, what, what makes the light, why would I want to work at the lighthouse? And not so we offer, uh, the lighthouse for the blind offers trainings. We offer tech training, braille training, mobility. We have career development where people can get, as I said earlier, training to either move up in the lighthouse or out of it. Mm-hmm. So we don't stop people from doing what they feel they want to do. As long as they're willing to learn and do put it in the work and all that. Yes, you definitely yeah. have to put in the work. Sure. So what are your plans for the future? You obviously are in this role. Uh, what 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 could you see yourself doing, you know, uh, I don't know, a year or two down the road? Do you, do you have any plans for the future? I honestly am not quite sure. Okay. I love accessibility, so I definitely plan to look into doing stuff with that. I love fixing people's technology, so maybe something like that but that's i'm not sure when that'll be <laughs> when you say when you say fixing people's technology what does that mean oh uh, working with like someone says oh my iphone's not working i don't know why mm-hmm. and so i can look at it and be like oh well oh. you got this going on ah okay okay so troubleshooting technology stuff yeah okay. i love doing that oh okay well i don't so that's good oh well dang. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm for. That that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. What advice would you give uh, to a blind person who's 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 sort of new to this job thing? What counsel would you give them to get ready and and be, you know get a job and be successful in the job? I would tell a blind person seeking a job. You might not always know what you want to do, but do your research for whatever you're looking into doing. Talk to different people that are involved in whichever job you're going for. And if you're going to do an interview, look up the specifics of the job you're interviewing for so that you have some facts about what you're in for, basically. And just be as open-minded as you can. And keep in mind that even if you don't get the first job you go for, just keep trying. How did you get your first job? You you were working for the reading service in Colorado. How did you get your first job? Um, I I was recommended for the job uh, by a friend of mine. So I went for the interview. and. It happened to work out that I that I ended up getting it, which was really cool. So networking is a is a big deal, you know, getting yes. to know as many different people as you can, and that exactly. yeah, that that that's important. Okay, so uh, as we wrap up, um, please give me the the Seattle Lighthouse. Sorry, what do they call it? The Lighthouse for the Blind. Lighthouse for the Blind Incorporated. Incorporated. Sorry, Lighthouse for the Blind Incorporated. Uh, what is your website again? So our website is www.lhblind.org. Okay. www.lhblind.org. And if they wanted to talk to somebody um, before they applied for a job, there's someplace on the site where they can uh, fill out a form or something to connect with one of the, one of your, uh, uh, your, your folks who you, you, who would work with them. 
yes, you can go to, I believe there's a what we do and there's a programs. And in okay. the programs site, it talks about the different departments and things that we have. And there's contact info for. Okay. So you, you go to, you go to, uh, what is that website again? LHblind.org? LH, yep. LHblind.org. And then sort of explore the site. Yes. And, and then uh, what did you say? If you want to talk to somebody or send an email, you'd click on, what did you say? Uh, there's a contact us. Contact us. Okay. All right. On the bottom of the site, you'll see our Twitter, our Facebook, our YouTube, LinkedIn. Okay. And pretty much anything that you want to click anything on. Anything that you want to click on, right? Except Twitter's now X, right? So Twitter's no longer. Uh... <laughs> Don't I get refuse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Katie, thank you so much for joining us and let's get to work. And uh, we wish you all the work you're doing. And we hope some folks check out your website at lhblind.org. Yes, check us out. Come in for a tour. I'm happy to lead you all around. Nice to have to talk to you guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. You've been listening to Let's Get to Work, a podcast from the Employment Committee at the American Council of the Blind. Have questions, episode ideas, or feedback? Feel free to email Brooke Jostet, the committee chair, at B-R-O-O-K-E underscore J-O-S-T-A-D at Comcast.net. Until next time, work it.